God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, milk cows, work all day in the fields, milk cows again, eat supper, then go to town and stay past midnight at a meeting of the school board. So God made a farmer. My administration will be focused on three very important words. Jobs, jobs, jobs. This man must be a minister, a social worker, a diplomat, a tough guy, and a gentleman. And of course, he'll have to be a genius because he'll have to feed a family on a policeman's salary. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. We, the citizens of America, are now joined in a great national effort to rebuild our country and restore its promise for all of our people. Because today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another, or from one party to another. But we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Hold on to your seats. Buckle up for safety. You are now entering another dimension with The Scott Adams Show. And that's right. My name is Scott Adams. You're listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Yeah, I've been off for a couple of days. I'm still dealing with this back issue. And uh, some days I can't do the show because of uh, some back pain issue going on. But uh, working on it, trying to get it resolved. Everything else is great health-wise. Just a, just a very... Um, annoying back issue. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but it happens. We're all human. We're all people dealing with things as we fight the good fight. And that's what we're doing right now. Like Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is fighting the good fight. Now, I guess he's his new fight is against CNN. And uh, I kind of like it. You know, the thing is, they didn't like the fact that he survived Using monoclonal uh, antibodies, uh, monoclonal antibodies, uh, ivermectin, zinc, maybe some HCQ, vitamin D, vitamin C injections, and some other things. I think we all need to pay closer attention to the regimen that worked for Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's story is his one regret, his one not to do was he went out playing pool and drinking all night. And he admits this. He says, if I had it to do over again, I wouldn't have done the drinking. Because if it wasn't for the drinking, he thinks he, that really kind of made him weaker and exposed his immunity to a virus that he otherwise, he believes, would not have been caught. Now, there's all kinds of reports that are coming out that not only is the Delta variant actually the vaccinated people, like if it wasn't for the vaccinated people, we wouldn't have had the Delta variant. The Delta variant is basically 
the variant you get when you get COVID while vaccinated. This virus that was made, that was bioengineered through gain-of-function funding by (laughs) Dr. Fauci through NIAID and the NIH and Collins and Fauci and Dayzak from Echo Alliance were all part of this cabal that supported gain-of-function research in Wuhan, China and that Rand Paul was right that Fauci lied under the oath before Congress, and new release documents prove it. This virus that was going around, killing people all over the world, is now infecting vaccinated people, and the mutation, as it relates to this, is related, is is spinning off as a new Delta variant. Now, trust the scientists doesn't work when the scientists are in way over their head. The biggest problem is that the scientists don't know what the heck is going on. Why? It's like any other troubleshooting. Suppose there's a problem, right? In IT, we do this all the time. In health, You do it too. It's the same concept. If you're trying to figure out what the ailment is, you don't throw the kitchen sink at it. You go one, two, three, step by step to try to figure out the common denominator and where the root source of the problem is. But what they've done with this virus is they have treated it. It's a man-made virus where it has unknown principles. It got out of the lab. And some might say it was by accident. But when you have Fauci in 2017, when he signed off on gain-of-function research and released, basically changed the rule and said, yeah, I'm going to grant license to do this, and then they have the event 201 in New York sponsored by the Gates Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and other other globalists and you realize that this was by design financed by the same people that would like to reduce the world's population stop me stop me when I'm wrong Because it sounds like, you know, everything I'm saying to you right now, step by step, is correct. Stop me when I'm wrong. It sounds far-fetched. You wouldn't even make a movie with the words that I'm saying. It would be sci-fi ridiculous. Honestly, I, I hear myself talking, I'm like... I can barely believe what I'm saying. 
I cannot believe we live in such a sinister world as the one we're living in right now. But you get these guys, these jokers, that not only were the numbnuts that approved the gain of function, but they don't even know how this thing's going to react. It gets out, and you can't say they didn't plan it because they actually planned it through event the event 201. And the people that were hanging out the most together were people like Bill Gates and Anthony Fauci. There's thousands of photographs of these dudes together talking about pandemics. You even had uh, Jen Psaki slip and say, plandemic, as if they coined the word because she slipped and said it like a Freudian slip. But here we are in the same month that the Event 201 was out was the same month that pretty much the leak from the lab came out. Almost like a dry run or a drill supported by all these globalists with deep pockets that would like to reduce the world's population because they believe that it's impacting climate change. And where are we right now in the wake of Afghanistan? They're talking about climate change. They're not even bothering to worry about the 10% of Americans left behind. The new mantra, no American should be left behind, is now in the age of wokeness, in the age of a transvestite-infested military, in the event of white privilege and and uh, critical race theory that General Milley would love to engage in day in and day out. This military, new mantra that supports mainly the military-industrial complex and how to have a golden parachute when you leave the Pentagon by getting on a board of some company like Raytheon or Lockheed Martin to make sure that there's a guarantee that you get these military contracts, whether legit and appropriated by the government or whether endorsed by some crooked politician like Lindsey Graham that signs off on military weapons distribution financed by private investors with a guaranteed return on investment like they did with Ukraine back when President Trump unexpectedly won the presidency in 2016. He, McCain, Amy Klobuchar, and the owner of the Minnesota Twins invested in military equipment. All of a sudden, they had like an emergency make sure that the weapons got delivered and paid for so that the investors wouldn't lose money because we can't have that. So nobody knows how this virus is going to react. It's bioengineered by may, made by man. They rushed it. It got out. Probably by a pandemic. 
because they had an event 201. And what they don't realize is the variations of mutation that I don't think they could possibly control. And the reason for the push for the vaccines is to cover to cover the flaws, to cover their mistakes. Because if everybody gets it, they'll never find that common denominator to do the troubleshooting, as we were talking about. The way you troubleshoot is you isolate things. They don't want to isolate anything. They want to do a blanket shotgun approach wall to wall so that you can never really get to the bottom of anything. And you can blame anything. And right now, they're blaming the people that don't want to get vaccinated. And I say, tell that to all the college students that went out cheering for their team without a shirt on and it was getting cooler because fall is definitely approaching. And my goodness, it was a great weekend of college football, wasn't it? My goodness. I don't know what happened, but it was like the kids today, no way are they liking Biden. No way. Those were all Trump-supporting kids showing up at those football games. There's no doubt about it. The people that were pounding their chest, jumping up and down, and basically just kicking butt against the Fauci narrative of staying at home, repressed, wearing a stupid mask, and by abiding by these draconian measures that only Fauci wants to endorse. The Fauci, the guy who actually is the criminal, who lied before Congress, is now the cover-up guy. How in the world... Are we letting this happen? You got Scott Atlas and Dr. Malone and a whole host of other scientists that reject everything that Fauci's ever ever said or done. The masks don't work. If you think a 59-cent mask is going to save your life, then this virus isn't as real as they try to project it to be. We already know they fake the numbers. And they exploited them for political gain. They used the virus for mail-in voter fraud. The fraud that definitely exists. But guess what? I'm growing a little bit weary and tired of waiting for this AZ audit. Yes, election fraud exists. Election fraud existed. There is no doubt about it. I have personal friends that worked in Philadelphia They saw it with their own eyes that they weren't allowed to see the inspections. And I'm telling you right now that this smoke and mirror act, this bribery situation that's going on with these audits is going to be the end of us. People selling out for money and it's never going to stop. You got the AZ audit came out of the starting gate meaning well. It mean, They meant well. And they got, I don't know, I think the number was $8 million, but it could be something different. But it was millions of dollars that they got. They were going to make money doing it. 
But then once they get the results and there's finding, it's just like any lawyer who basically gets new evidence and a new plea deal gets made. You get new evidence? It's all about leverage. New evidence means new leverage. New leverage means new deal. And if they did their work, they had the leverage. Despite all the obstruction and blockades that was done by the Maricopa County Election Board, at the end of the day, there was leverage. How much leverage? Nobody knows. But at some point when you got the leverage and somebody says, what's your number? I'll give you $20 million individually. I'll give you $20 million and see this evidence I have against your wife or your son or your this or your that. I'll tear this up and your, your, your family member won't go to jail for life. And you'll get the $20 million. Or you could run the report and not take the $20 million and your family will end up in jail. That's a tough, tough, tough situation to be in, isn't it? And maybe it's you sitting at home that, that and listening that says, I wouldn't even do it for that. But at some point, there is a place. There is a number. There is a set of circumstances. Just ask someone like uh, General Flynn where that story went that it was his son that was being compromised. I don't know what the truth of, of that whole story is. Nobody really does. And at this point, nobody really cares because at the end of the day, nothing worked out for Trump there. At the end of the day, all the election integrity symposiums didn't work out for Trump. At the end of the day, we're still waiting on this stupid audit as we are waiting on the Durham report, as we're waiting on so many other things. The next shoe to drop. Nothing's dropping. Bob Mueller is still breathing. He's not behind bars. Jeffrey Epstein is still missing. That report about the names associated with Jeffrey Epstein, still sealed. No matter how many reports we read about a court document, talking about they're going to have to release names and stuff like that, somehow it's not getting done. Apparently the Republican Senate in Arizona is concerned about certain names that are in the report. And you just shake your head. And you're like, my God, how corrupt is our government? Meanwhile, you got people like Wendy Rogers or whoever, and I'm, I'm not saying they're good or bad. I'm not, I, I don't know them. But what I'm saying is they're fundraising. Well, we got to get 500,000 petitions. Oh, no, we got to get a million now. Because I want to win an election and I want to enrich myself. We're going to go ahead and play this all the way out to the hilt. And there's a photo of her and Trump riding the Trump coattail when Trump probably doesn't even know he took that picture.
My concern is that people are milking and exploiting the election 2020 fraud for all it's worth. We've seen that happen at the Jericho March. We saw that happen in small in some fashion at the January 6th event. Trump has given a great speech. And to no fault of his own, some other crap happened. It's all politics. It's all dirty politics. And it's all a bunch of infiltrators getting paid off with cryptocurrency to exploit an opportunity to increase the numbers for your media situation you might have going on and to make money. These profiteers are exploiting the death of our country in the name of patriotism and God. It's something I would just never do. I'm sorry. I could care less whether I lose listeners or gain listeners. I am not going to sell out. And yet we see people who proclaim to be on our own side selling out while delivering nothing. And I'm sick and tired of it. I'm just tired of it. Aren't you? All these false promises and this false hope and all these promises that don't ever seem to evolve. Now, I hope that I am wrong when it comes to the Stacey audit. And all I have said the whole time was everything hinges on the AZ audit. If it's good, if it's bad, the AZ audit is all we got. And you better believe that the importance of that would imply that it's capable of having lots of leverage, worth, worthy of a bribe. And a bribe that may be enough to change the results or the narrative or squash things, and whatever. And that's my concern. I don't like the way this waiting, I don't like the way this has been a waiting game. I don't like it. I think it's too long. There should have been leaks by now. See, there's benefits to leaks. The benefit of a leak is that it puts people in a box and it keeps people it keeps people from selling out when you start to leak when you do leaks it's like well you can't you've taken that leverage off the table so the fact that there were no leaks some people make the argument oh well there were no leaks you know there's a lot of integrity but you could spin that the other way too And you can say there are no leaks. So therefore, they're waiting for the highest bidder. Because when there are leaks, and then the report comes out, and what was leaked didn't get said or reported, then you know that there's a conflict somewhere. What about that leak? What about that document? Explain that. 
So we really got to get beyond. You know, so leaks aren't necessarily bad. Leaks could basically ice the foregone conclusion so that bribes at the last minute, which is when bribes always happen, just like in litigation, just like in litigation when you have a plea deal, that generally the best deal always happens at the end when all the evidence is revealed. There should have been, in my opinion, a third of the report should have been leaked already over the course of the last few months. And the fact that it wasn't and the fact that um, that guy Bennett uh, got fired, the fact that certain people were that used to be there near the beginning is no, are no longer there now, there's so many bits and pieces of evidence that indicate to me that this isn't going well. And then there's these promises. I just read a tweet by Wendy Rogers saying, I promise you it's coming out. It's going to be coming out in a week or two. It's going to be really coming. It really is going to be coming. Promise you that. I was the one that in June, or May, June, I was the one that said, don't expect this until September. I said that. So it's now September. But there should have been leaks. That's what I'm saying. The fact that there were no leaks, the fact that there were personnel changes should concern all of us. And I'm not going to do a Lynn Wood, a registered Democrat, who basically got up there in Georgia and basically said, you're Georgians, you're not dumb. Don't vote twice. Don't be fooled twice. Don't vote. What the heck? was that advice and up on stage with him was who Ali Alexander and Alex Jones disciple paid by a Patrick Byrne disciple using a cryptocurrency I only know it because I saw it <laughs> anyway I've actually been uh, a source of articles that were written up in certain because of my witness testimony. But the idea is Ali Alexander was up on stage with Lynn, pa- Lynn Wood, and so was um, Sidney Powell and, and a, a host of other people, patriots. I still thought it was weird that Sidney Powell was writing this glowing endorsement of Emmett Sullivan, the judge that was delaying the Flynn case all the way up until even after the Justice Department squashed the case. I thought that was weird, too. I thought it was weird that a lifelong Democrat like uh, General Flynn would find himself alone in a room with two corrupt FBI agents, ended up getting fired as a result of it, but because he was a cabinet member, made it impossible for Donald Trump and his team to get involved because if he got involved trying to protect a cabinet member, he would have ended up like Nixon, obstructing justice, getting involved in an alleged crime. that There was no crime, by the way, absolutely zero crime. But that's exactly what the Watergate thing was. It was a 
financed by the Democrats to get people in the Nixon administration hooked in. In the Watergate thing, it was Howard Hunt and, and G. Gordon Liddy took the bait and got involved with the plumbers who were all communist, socialist, and CIA operatives. And basically when they were in court, and if you watch all the president's men, Robert Redford playing Bob Woodward was basically saying, holy cow, holy crap, this is deep. And next thing you know, Nixon got involved because it came all the way up to where it was supposed to be. And the person that was on the Watergate Commission until she was fired was Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton knew that playbook, apparently, very well. But guess what Hillary Clinton also did? She financed the dossier, the, Chris, the, the Christopher Steele dossier, through Fusion GPS, Nellie Orr, Bob Orr, uh, Nellie Orr and her husband and uh, at the Justice Department. And all these other players in the FBI, Comey, Strzok, Page, McCabe, all these players. You think they were really having an affair or do you think it was just a communications channel? This was a hit job and the insurance could have been Flynn. The only thing I know is that a lifelong Democrat like Flynn made a stupid mistake once he got fired and pinched by the FBI and ended up hiring Eric Holder's law firm, Covington and Burling. And you got to ask yourself, why in the world would Flynn do that? Now, Flynn's the patriot that's the head of the Republican Party in some respects. But why would he do that? Can anyone answer my question? If you have a good answer for it, email scott at scottadamshow.com. That'd be great. I would love to. I'll read it on the air. If you have a good answer to what I'm suggesting. Email scott at scottadamshow.com and I'll read it on the air if it's, a, if it's a good response. If it questions what I'm trying to say, prove me wrong. But these people that are running the show, how effective are they? That's the question. What have you done for me lately? Do I have more money in my right pocket right now than I did when you started? Or am I the same? Who gained more? Did you sell more? Did you make more? Did you gain more than I did during this whole process of me supporting your effort? I don't know. I mean, you got to ask these questions, right? You must ask the questions. Let's get back to, because the main issues I have in my notes for today is basically the COVID lies and the organic pushback over the weekend from the college football. It'll be interesting to see how the NFL reacts because they have a whole bunch of other rules that I don't think college football could contain. If, even if they had the rules, they weren't going to, Take a whole bunch of wildy kids. But you take the Dallas Cowboys uh, owner, Jerry Jones. What a sellout. He's trying to basically use a corporate model of unity. 
to advance the idea of vaccine mandate mandates. All for one, one for all. We're a team, unified. Unified because a dictator like himself, a libtard like Jerry Jones is, to mandate an unconstitutional mandate. But he doesn't care because he's a private organization making millions. What does he care? He already knows he's got the endorsement of Biden to do it. That's what the whole 70-30 thing is all about. I got 70%, I'm going to strong arm and treat like crap the other 30%, whether they like it or not. I saw a a really good tweet. It says, why is it that my 12-year-old daughter has to take the same vaccine as a 58-year-old, 320-pound, 6-foot-5 male? Why is my 60-pound 12-year-old daughter taking the same jab as a 320-pound, 6-foot-5, 58-year-old male. Why? Can Fauci explain that? No, he can't. But they want everybody to get it because they want to cover up their own mistakes. That's the first thing I said today. The second thing is they want that 70% by gosh. Because it's not even about health. It's about social credit score systems. And you know it. The same, the same system that the WHO is putting out on a global scale for the United Nations to control the world with endorsements from every civilized nation. It's why people are standing up in the streets in France and in England, and it's what happened this weekend with college football fans saying, F Biden, which they did, and they basically were throwing their fingers up in the air saying Fauci is a liar. Let's take a listen to to why it was that organic uprising. It wasn't even an uprising. It was just a celebration of how beautiful the fall is in America. How beautiful the weather was this weekend in so many places. And how great the college football is back, right? Where they're not taking a knee. They're standing up for the uh, national anthem. It's everything we want. What we don't want is what happened to Joe Biden yesterday when he showed up in New Jersey without an entourage, with, with his caravan, and nobody supported him. He had zero supporters standing in the lines of the streets, showing up in a small town in New Jersey. And the only people that were there were heckling him because he left Americans behind to die. And that the soldiers that gave their life defending America in Afghanistan died in vain. Nobody wants this. After we've already now found out that four of the Taliban five that we traded for Bo Bergdahl, American-hating traitor that Obama made happen, we now know how much Obama hates America.
I don't know how retarded this Democrat voting base needs to be. But all I have to say is I have a new low threshold for my friends who voted for this nonsense. These Democrat voters who literally voted for Biden because they hated Orange Man bad and they hated his mean tweets. And all of a sudden, they voted for this. An Obama guy that hated America so badly, he traded four of the five Taliban for Bo Bergdahl, who hates America. And now they're the four, four of those five are the top leadership in the Taliban. New government. And that 10% is acceptable to leaving a 10% of Americans behind. That the State Department is literally blocking airlifts out of Afghanistan. They're literally lying to the American people and blocking the saving of lives. And I have no idea why. Their focus, as did Biden tweet over the weekend, welcome to America, to the Afghan refugees that were landing in bases in battleground states like Wisconsin and Missouri. Let's take a listen to some of the fallout of the COVID uh, team's response to college football this weekend. Schaffner, even though this surge is even worse in some states and in some parts of the country than at any other time during the pandemic, we are seeing relatively normal life, like packed football stadiums this weekend. This morning, Dr. Anthony Fauci expressed concern about that here on CNN. Listen. No, I don't think it's smart. I think when you're dealing particularly in, if you know, outdoors is always better than indoors. But even when you have such a congregate setting of people close together, first, you should be vaccinated. And when you do have congregate settings, particularly indoors, you should be wearing a mask. I just can't get over the pictures of those outdoor stadiums. Dr. Schaffner, even if, you know, these events are happening outdoors, are crowds like that safe? Oh, Anna, we wouldn't ever talk about being safe. I don't use that four-letter word. Uh, but they, these crowds do provide a risk. This Delta variant is so readily spread that even outdoors where people are cheery and enthusiastic, exhaling with vigor, if there are people infected, they can infect people around them. I looked at those television images Nobody was wearing a mask at all. And I would be very surprised if we didn't have outbreaks here and there across the country related to these uh, gatherings, these uh, football stadium events uh, in, in the coming weeks. Sarah, as a nurse on the front lines, what goes through your mind seeing those images? It's tough. It's it's like we're fighting this fight alone as healthcare workers. It's like none of the public seem to care as much. Everybody is more relaxed. Nobody's wearing masks anymore. And it's, it's, it's hard feeling like we're alone in this fight. And it's, well, you're not yeah. alone. We are so grateful for. She sounds like she's about to cry, right? This is depressing that people are getting back to normal life. This can't happen. This is terrible for us. Well, I feel like we're fighting this fight alone. Meanwhile, you have these doctors. There's a doctor in Miami that 
has start, stopped seeing patients at effective September 15th. Stop seeing patients. She will stop seeing her patients who are unvaccinated. I, I can't even get over this. Not even, she doesn't even question whether or not you have an antibody. It's already been proven that if you have an antibody, you're good. So, I mean, I don't understand why she's not even executing science. And here's the thing, too, about antibodies. Is, yeah, there is a study that indicates that if you were vaccinated and you have antibodies, you're even better than if you just had antibodies. But if you just have antibodies and were never vaccinated, or you were vaccinated twice, you're better off with the antibodies. So there was this talk about antibody parties. having I mean, having a COVID, get COVID party, where you have a host and then you have a bunch of... I don't know why they haven't done any studies about this because it could actually be, you know, the you know when you have the monoclonal um, antibodies, it could very well be actually in a controlled setting, there could be a variation of the virus that would give you the antibodies, but yet also have a likelihood of survival rate of like near 100%. And that, you know, you, you uh, go through a physical, you answer a bunch of questions, you're of a certain age, you get the virus, you get the antibody. But before you go and get that virus, you might want to go ahead and load up on ivermectin and and um, other drugs, other solutions, and try different things. They don't even want to test these therapeutics. But if you get the virus and you have a good regimen like Joe Rogan had, not only are you going to be A-OK in about a matter of 48 hours, which he was, but in addition to that, you're going to have the antibodies for life. That's why when you get the measles when you're young, you never get the measles again. You have an antibody for life. It's absolutely amazing what the body can do. And perhaps we ought to be trusting in God more than these scientists that I think in large part I'm going to go off on a limb and guess aren't godlike, godly. These liberal scientists typically are atheists. They're anti-religion. They support Black Lives Matter riots more than they support church congregations. That we've seen. And you, I, can, I can say it. And you know why I can say it? Because I could debate it. I can argue it. And I don't give a two craps, who comes into my show and wants to debate that issue with me because I'll win that debate. And that's why, that's that's how I couch a lot of my statements. I couch them with, can I defend it? What I just said, can I defend it? I can defend it. Let's take a listen to this other other one. This is also by Tom Elliott. Let's Clear see. who was required to be vaccinated Recommendations for the same pictures thing about here. the college football fallout by the scientist. 
pictures here now. Big crowds in stadiums, not clear who was required to be vaccinated. CNN. Recommendations for masks, but as you can see in these pictures, folks just weren't doing it. Uh, I, I mean, is this kind of behavior going to get us on the other side of this? Or, or if we keep doing this, are we going to be kind of stuck in, in outbreak mode? Well, we could be stuck in outbreak mode, and that's why I think what you're going to... So see, what they're going to try to do is say, so long as you keep doing that, right? So long as you keep showing up and having fun and living your normal life, they're going to try to spin this. And I think that they're going to try to fake some numbers. But I think they're going to try to spin this as a win for them. That's what they always try to do. And they're going to try to spin it and say, because you didn't listen to us, because you just lived your life normal, because you went out and had fun, guess what? We're going to have to do mail-in voting ballots. We're going to have to do it because you didn't do what you're told. Guarantee you one thing, though. Doing what you're told wouldn't have changed a doggone thing when it came to mail-in voter ballots. Already states are trying to push that as permanent. That's what's doing um, Gavin Newsom in. I guess Gavin Newsom's pulling out the big guns. Zero percent likability. Kamala Harris is helping Gavin Newsom today. I don't understand it. That state is collapsing. California is run so poorly. The taxes, the draconian lockdowns, the lies that they tell to their constituent base. These people that drink the Kool-Aid. And you know what bothers me too? Is you get these globalist liberals like um, uh, Tony Blair. Okay, I almost forgot his name. I was worried there for a second. Tony Blair complaining about Biden. When he hated Trump, how could you complain about Biden and hate Trump at the same time? Trump would have never gotten us near the disaster in Afghanistan. But Tony Blair, the globalist, this is the thing that gets me about, say, California or any of these other liberal cities that want to draconi, you know, want to like Governor Whitmer, right? Her husband goes out boating, gets in the front of the line. They all complain about it. The people who live in Chicago who voted for Lori Lightfoot, same thing. They're unhappy. We're unhappy with the, you know, the leadership. How about Philadelphia? It's become the heroin capital of the world. Right? They were showing this video of Philadelphia run by the drunk, the town drunk, um, Mayor Kinney, Jim Kenney. Complete, total, just, guy gets drunk every night. And so many others that are running these one-party towns that are Democrats, and they're running them into the ground. And the, and the question is, and then these Democrats complain. They hate their government. They hate their leadership. And they whine and complain. But they all hate Trump. And Tony Blair, the globalist, same thing. I just don't understand how it is that you could vote with such stupidity and yet not endorse and like and love 
Trump. To me, that doesn't make any sense. Because what we have in terms of liberal leadership, I think what we need in those places is the exact opposite. And the exact opposite of liberal leadership is exactly Trump. It's exactly where we need to be. We have untold inflation. We have open borders. Nobody's even... Why? Fauci and all these libtards that you just heard on CNN, why in the world are they getting away with bashing college kids who basically will never get sick from COVID because they're young with strong immunities and they're vi- you know, young and viral, right? I mean, strong, young and strong. They're not going to get this. The statistics show that it's almost impossible. The COVID is no threat to them. So my question is, why are they so worried about that, but yet not worried about the refugees coming in without any proper vetting or the open borders that are allowing all kinds of drugs that kill people. There's been a rash of people doing cocaine laced with fentanyl or heroin laced with fentanyl and killing, I guess it was five comedians over the weekend or something like that that died from cocaine laced with fentanyl. And the, the COVID, the uninspected COVID, and we see spikes wherever they drop these people off. We don't even know where they're dropping them off. We can only tell later when we find out that there's a spike in a certain area and then we look, oh, there's also a lot of unaccounted for people, right? It's pretty, pretty lame, pretty sad. So Disclosed TV says this, handover of power in Afghanistan to the Taliban is a satanic plot by the U.S. and the West. What will affect all countries in the region, or that will affect all countries in the region. So I want you to guess who said that. Mahmoud Ahmadinejad the former president of Iran said that what Biden has done in Afghanistan, the handover of power in Afghanistan to the Taliban is a satanic plot by the U.S. State Department and U.S. government and the West that will affect all countries in the region. It's sort of like the stupidity of Sykes and Pico. It's absolutely stunning. So I want to take a listen to this um, uh, conversation. It still has something to do with the college football. Um, It drives home the point that I was making about it's this college football uh, events over the weekend that is actually going to win us our freedom back. Take a listen. 
Now, Brian Kilmey was filling in for Tucker Carlson. Do these people ever want us to get back to normal lives? Clay Travis is not normal, but he's the founder of OutKick and the host of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. Took over for Rush Limbaugh. Clay, you were at a lot of these games. You watched almost all of these games. Did it feel normal? Did you feel guilty because you were at a stadium with people in it enjoying themselves? No, Brian. That's how we win. That's how we win. There are so many people out there for the last 18 months. They've been asking a question that I think is the paramount one. How does COVID ever end? And my answer is when people decide to let COVID end and live their lives. And that's why all over the country, I was so ecstatic to see millions of fans, Brian, finally saying it's been 18 months It's time to take our lives back. We can't cower in fear and let these petty dictatorial tyrants like Anthony Fauci tell us what we can and cannot do. We need more people standing up like these awesome college football fans were without masks, in stadiums, without fear, living their lives. I absolutely loved it. We need more of it, starting with the NFL this weekend and running right through. I want football fans to help lead us back to normalcy by embracing normalcy in our own lives. And the reason why the Democrats don't want normalcy is they want full control of your lives and they want to rig the elections. That's all there is to it, folks. It's not complicated. It's not complicated. But I thought it was an interesting point that he made right there. And the point that Clay Travis made there was... Letting it in. Because we have great therapeutics. Just ask Joe Rogan. Because we have these effective treatments, whether it's Regeneron or monoclonal um, antibodies, uh, you name it. Um, You throw the kitchen sink at it, and what ends up happening is you can beat it And not only can you beat it with a lot of really great odds, not only do you beat it, but guess what else? You beat it and you get the antibody for life. That's the kicker. That's what I think is so important. So I'm going to read a couple of my tweets in response to certain things. Oh, we're out of time, actually. <laughs> oh, well, I guess we did run out of time. My apologies. But uh, in any case, you've been li- listening to The Scott Adams Show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. And we'll see each other next time on the radio. Bye-bye, everybody.